This Rhythm and News podcast is brought to you by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxshops.com. The central area of Seattle is changing and continues to change due to gentrification, but there's an organization that's committed to black families in central and south Seattle and helping them keep their homes. With me this morning to talk about this initiative is Inye Wakoma, who was a project lead for the Central Area Cultural Ecosystem 21st Century, or CACE21, as it's commonly referred to. Good morning, Inye. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm doing well, and yourself? Doing great. I'm doing great. I'm a pleasure to be able to speak with you this morning. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, Inye, uh, first of all, this is a project of a much larger organization. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the organization and the vision for this particular project? Yeah, so Case 21 um, is a project of Wanawari, uh, and Wanawari is a center for black social connection, community stories, and community organizing here in the Central District. Um, we founded Wanawari in 2019 as a way of preventing the imminent sale of one of my grandparents' homes. Um, and what we did is we took one of the homes and we converted it into a community center uh, that basically served as a social, cultural, and um, an organizing anchor for the black community here in, in Seattle. And so we've been, um, over the past three years, we've been operating as an art gallery, um, as a site for community meetings and community organizing, um, as a, um, uh, a site for uh, collecting community stories, um, and generally just a place for uh, black folks to gather in the CD and, and really um, continue to anchor our, our culture and our, our, our community life in this neighborhood. Right. And, and let's talk a little bit about this uh, project you guys are having. More importantly, let's talk a, a little bit about the uh, black, home, black home ownership and culture and how they intersect or relate. Yeah, you know, so um, myself and the three founders of uh, Wanawari um, are all artists. And so, you know, when we think about how do we, you know, really make a contribution to our community, you know, we think about, you know, the role of arts and culture, uh, that can, how it can play in solving critical problems. And so, you know, our concept of converting a home into a community center really was about pushing back against um, the tide of displacement and gentrification. And so, you know, as we, you know, as we really started to unpack and really face you know, um, the realities of what that work actually entails, you know, we ran up a lot against a lot of barriers with the city in terms of zoning and land use. Um, and then we really had to think structurally about, well, how does this work have 
long-lasting impact. And so um, within the first year, you know, we began to formulate this project, Case 21, the Central Area Cultural Ecosystem for the 21st Century. And really what we were thinking about is, from our point of view, you know, how can arts and culture, you know, be a tool for black homeowners who are land rich and, and, and cash poor, so to speak, you know, and not necessarily cash poor, but, you know, with the rising cost of uh, property taxes and the overall cost of home maintenance and the overall high cost of living in Seattle, uh, a lot of black homeowners in the neighborhood, um, most of them uh, skew older. Right, they are the elders of our community, uh, which means a lot of them are on uh, fixed or limited, you know, growth incomes. Right, but the cost of living, and particularly the cost of owning a home, continues to outpace um, just about everyone's uh, earning. And so, we really wanted to, you know, begin to work with Black homeowners to reimagine the possibilities for their properties. You know, how can their properties be sites and so they can open up the possibility of bringing in new resources, either by uh, renting spaces directly to artists or, you know, um, partnering with arts organizations, you know, to host various kinds of events, functions, and activities on their properties, or what are some other range of, of activities that, that uh, black families might want to do with their homes that could bring in more resources to help them um, not only weather the economic storm that we're all facing, but really begin to adapt and position themselves to uh, thrive, you know, uh, cross-generationally um, as it pertains to um, owning their homes in Seattle. And so that's the work that we're doing. What that looks like is, you know, really bringing black homeowners together, uh, rebuilding a sense of community for those of us that are here in the neighborhood. A lot of us are still here, but we don't know each other, we don't see each other because our community institutions are gone. And so we have to be really intentional about rebuilding connections amongst black homeowners. And then we have to think about, you know, well, what do black homeowners need to know in order to move forward into the future? You know, there are a lot of things pertaining to zoning and land use that black homeowners need to know just to keep their homes, to fight off, you know, um, developers. Um, if black folks want to develop their homes, if they have a, a house that's, you know, mainly empty, you know, if they're empty nesters and they've got a four, three, four-bedroom, five, some folks have five-bedroom houses. Um, that are mostly empty, you know, what can they do with those homes? What are some resources that they can tap? So, you know, it's really about building um, uh, um, policy expertise, technical expertise, um, um, entrepreneurial expertise. Um, it's about um, building the kind of network and relationships that we need to support one another. Um, as we began to work with black homeowners, we, we realized that there are folks that have a lot of, you know, um, really important experience and expertise in areas that once we bring folks together, they can already begin to support one another with problems that they're facing right now, right? And so um, so the work that we're doing really is deep community building work. Um, as we move into the future, it will be um, uh, policy work. We'll be looking at, you know, well, what are some of these policies that we need to change as it pertains to taxation, as it pertains to permitting and, and land use codes. Um, and then how do we begin to build um, partners and stakeholders across sectors um, to bring in, bring in more resources. You know, the financial barrier is a huge barrier for folks that want to redevelop their properties. Um, how do we have conversations with folks about generational wealth, um, facing that vulnerable moment that many black families face when um, the elders in their families are, are either um, 
too old to take care of themselves or pass on, and and the younger folks are faced with the challenge of uh, carrying the burden of owning an additional piece of property. Um, this is a point at which a lot of black families lose homes, you know, and so um, and a lot of them don't want to lose those homes. They want to find solutions to keep those homes. And so, you know, working together obviously is always the best way to solve, you know, problems that are bigger than us individually. And, and so Case 21 is really about um, bringing all of the resources that we have together as a community so that we can face these challenges together. Right. And Inye, uh, within that, you, you guys are doing a number of things. Number one, you're trying to provide um, information and resources to homeowners, uh, black homeowners. You're also trying to connect them. But you guys are also trying to gather uh, information as well to help you craft uh, the way you uh, can attack and uh, policy yeah. or create policies, change policies uh, in the future. And part of that is having dialogue uh, with uh, as many black homeowners uh, as you can. And I know that you guys are doing that in a number of different ways. We're trying to connect with them. And one way is by them participating in your, a survey that you guys have going on. Uh, can you talk about how people can connect with you guys and um, provide you with information, but also get information as well uh, in, a, in a two-way street that can be beneficial to them as homeowners um, and as you know, black families in the central area as well? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So there are, there are two important ways that folks can get involved today. Um, one is take our black homeowner survey. Okay, and so um, we uh, spent the past two years um, working with folks uh, from the University of Washington um, and working with um, with uh, social science uh, professors uh, and community participatory research uh, folks to build out a survey that we believe will help us really understand what the needs and priorities of black homeowners in Central and South Seattle are, right? And so the information that we gather, you know, will help us um, one, understand those needs and priorities, but two, begin to craft a report um, that really will be a state of black home ownership report, kind of a census-style report um, that ultimately will help us in our policy work, right? You know, as we begin to speak with legislators and, and uh, public officials around, you know, what our needs and challenges are as it pertains to the current policy landscape, you know, we need really, you know, tight qualitative and quantitative data, you know, to, to back up the things that we say that we need. You know, ultimately, you know, you only get traction with government when, you know, when you have um, concrete data. And so our homeowner survey, you know, is, is helping us build that database of information, helping us make the case, you know, um, that here are the things that we need in our community in order for us to, to continue to grow and thrive. And so um, by... Uh, Taking the survey as black homeowners, um, you are participating in that critical work, right? Um, the second way is for folks to join our black homeowners meetup group, okay? And so that, like I said, is an effort to really rebuild um, community connections um, as it pertains to relationships amongst black homeowners in particular and their families, right? Because we understand that um, the issues around black homeownership are not just issues of individual homeowners. There are in, uh, issues of family. So, you know, bring, bring together, first and foremost, the black homeowners, um, having them meet one another, support one another, share resources with one another, begin to think collectively about, you know, our shared challenges and our goals and our dreams. 
um, and then begin to, to move forward from there. And so there's a clear intersection between, you know, uh, those two bodies of work, the work that we want to do in terms of um, future policy development and advocacy and the work that we're doing currently with, um, you know, building community members. We want our policy work to be led by black homeowners, okay, which is to say we want to, over time, be, begin to cultivate um, a cohort of black homeowners in our community that really are policy experts, folks that really understand how, how this works and can begin to advocate for themselves to make the changes that we need. Okay. And, and how can they either, A, take the survey or join the resource group? Okay, so the easiest way, um, one, is just to go to our website, wanaware.org. Um, there's a tab on our website, or, uh, Organize. All of the information about contacting us is, is right there on our website. Um, and, again, our website is wanawari.org. Okay, and so if you go to wanawari.org, hit the Organize tab, um, all the information about Case 21 is there on our website. All right. To uh, spell out the web address one more time. Okay. Yes, so the web address is W-A-N-A-W-A-R-I.org. All right. And is there a phone number? Because, some of, you know, some of our older listeners may be a little uh, challenged with technology, but is there a phone number that they can call as well? Uh, yeah, we do have a phone number, and I apologize because, you know, we just set up our, our, our new phone numbers. I don't have it directly in front of me. Um, but, you know, honestly, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb. I'm just going to give folks my phone number because <laughs> okay. um, I don't want folks to have a barrier to, to contacting us. Uh, my number is 206-941-3375. Um, if, you, if you call me, um, I will direct you, you know, to the right person on our team that can, can get you into what it is you're most interested in participating in. All right. Well, and, yeah, thank you for joining us on today's show, and thank you for you and your colleagues Chris, putting this initiative Chris, together. If, could, you, could, could you indulge me for just a, another uh, 15, 20 seconds? Can I just to show um, one more thing? Uh, yeah, we got we have about a minute for okay. here, but go ahead. Okay, yeah. So I just want to say really quickly, um, if folks want to see a, a, a beautiful example of what this uh, work looks like in action, please um, come to uh, our event tomorrow, Saturday, September 17th, Walk the Block. It's an open-air community black art festival, over 40 visual and, and performing artists, um, 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 you know, showing their work in the community in an open-air environment, transforming homes and, and black businesses into cultural sites. It's really a beautiful example of uh, the work that we envision doing as, a, as artists and community organizers. Again, go to our website, wanawari.org. You'll see the tab for Walk the Block. Uh, it has all the information you need to participate.